Welcome to Success Superstars, episode number 66, with my special guest, Brigitte from, Brigitte, where are you from? I forget. I'm from Germany. From Germany? Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, on my mother's side, uh, goes back to Switzerland. Uh, my father's side goes back to Sweden, but uh, uh, Germany is such an amazing country, one of the powerhouses of Europe, right? Absolutely. Yeah. If, if it weren't for Germany, the whole EU, well, that's a whole political conversation we could have and dive deep into that rabbit hole, but we're not going to go there right now. We, we won't go there. Uh, but the, the purpose <laughs> but all I the great to... cars are from Germany. No, there you go. The, the Japanese oh. might disagree with that. And of course, uh, Detroit may not that's agree okay. with that. But, um, the reason I wanted to have you on uh, to Success Superstars is to share with the audience you know, your expertise not only in bank code, which is a preferred partner of ours here at JPAR, but also you're an expert in what I would call, you know, success patterns, uh, the language of influence. Uh, some people call that NLP. Uh, but give us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are today. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Where do I start? Well, first of all, thanks, Mark, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I love and I love the the the, the power topic of of this call and and of this show. So where do I come from? I come from Germany. I was born and raised in Germany to a high action dad and a very blueprint mother. And those are my two high codes, action and blueprint. Explain Explain what action and blueprint is real quick. Okay, so action is the ready, fire, aim, loving, fun and freedom kind of personality. We're just gonna go and do it, right? The blueprint actually has to have all the structure and the strategies and the processes in place. If you want to look at Germany um, as a code, Germans are very blueprint, just in their way of thinking. And that's why, again, we have such great cars. Uh, because we just process, really system, structure. Exactly. We go by the book, right? So processes, uh, predictability, credentials, that's definitely blueprint. And the action is fun, freedom, fulfillment, ready, fire, aim kind of gal. Okay. So, um, okay. So I, uh, when I was little, I was six years old. I said, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. And I got all of uh, the neighborhood roundup. And I said, let's sell all of our toys that we no longer use and sell them and give to uh, bread, bread for, what for the event, bread for the world that might be called differently charity, here. Right, charity. Yeah, charity. So my nurture is also very high. Nurturing being, you know, harmony, loving, contribution, ethics, um, uh, um, harmony, all of that, right. teamwork. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I did that very successfully. We donated a lot of money. Again, I was six years old. And... Um, I remember asking my mother when I was 17, if I learn a trade now, do I have to do that for the rest of my life? Because my action was screaming, going, I can't do that. I can't choose something now and do that for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And she says, no, 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 you don't have to choose right now. And I didn't. Um, I did one, I did one thing for five years, uh, went to school, have a education degree, a social pedagogy degree, went back to school, got a marketing degree. And as I was 30, I grabbed our little daughter who was 18 months at the time. And I'm giving you a high level overview here. And my husband that I just married and I said, we're going to the States. Sounds all very simple wasn't really simple, but we did to build a Montessori school because my background is in education and I love methodologies. We built a Montessori school um, in, in a small town in Tennessee. 
that school still exists, very successful today. I'm out of the day-to-day -day operations. And because I'm a firm believer of uh, learning and being a continuous learner, because if you don't learn, you die, mm -hmm. um, I learned more methodologies as I was building my business, just for my own development to grow my business, but also for the development of my staff, for the development of my own children, of the children of my school. And that's where I also started coaching parents because I realized, oh my gosh, Mark, children are innocent by nature. They're okay until one adult or a few adults come, come around and screw them up, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, wait a minute, if we're doing all the work here in school, what happens at home? And that's when I started my work with parents. And that's when around the same time when I became a lead coach for the largest self-development company in the world, when I became a trainer for neurolinguistic programming, the language of impact. And that's also around the same time when I'm at Sherry Tree, who's the founder and CEO of the Bank Code Methodology. So I got all these methodologies under one hat because they're all education and they all give you two things in your communication and that's flexibility and choice. The person, and this is an NLP law and there are many laws within the NLP uh, methodology, the person with the most flexibility controls the situation mm. and knowing that and having the influence the the, the um, and when I say influence I mean it in a positive way okay anything that we do and have can be used negative or positive I because I'm also a very high nurturer I always come from a place of service and come from a place of win-win-win situations so I learned to adapt all of that for my staff for my kids, for my own growth, for the parents. And, and I've grown um, a large educational facility here in Atlanta just by doing that, by implementing all of those methodologies. Yeah. So you've been an entrepreneur since the age of six and have learned all kinds of things to build a number of successful businesses. Yes. Now, one thing I'd like to digress for a minute, you mentioned that, that the person with the most flexibility uh, has the most control. Some people view that as a weakness. Help us why why that's not the case. When you say that they see that as a weakness, um, it's probably the nurturers. Um, nurturers are great people. And, and just to make it full, there are four, and you won't, probably won't see my green one because I have a green screen behind me, so I'm going to have to hold it in front of me. Right. The green card is the, is the uh, knowledge card. The knowledge, the logic, the, um, the universal truths, the data, the facts, okay? So the knowledge people um, have the hardest time, what I found in, in, in my work over decades, um, to sell, to be in control, okay? Mm -hmm. Being in control is not a bad thing. It's not a weakness. It's actually a good thing when it is a win-win-win situation, when everyone benefits from that. And that's where the, the nurture, that's why it's so necessary that we have all four of these personality types and we're able to speak to all four and not just in our dominant code, because that's really what happens to the, dom to the nurture dominant speaker. That's where they kind of sign out. They say, this is not ethical or it is not an integrity or whatever, or it's, it's control taking, it's something negative, it's manipulative. Um, and then that's where they check out. It really 
is not when it is a win-win-win situation. It can only become a win-win-win situation when you understand all four codes and you can speak all four codes. It's not just one dominant code. Because, Mark, really what happens, if you only speak in your dominant code, no matter which one it is, you're leaving out what? 75%. And, and let's, let's add some fuel to the fire. In, in, if we talk in terms of real estate, if we're only talking, if I'm only talking in my dominant code, I'm leaving 75% on the table. But even worse, I'm spoon feeding my competition the other 75%. Right. And so I, we just did a, a survey of, of JPAR, and, and we know we have a high orientation, which makes sense because we're salespeople, a high orientation towards A's and N's in the organization. So let's tell them a little bit how they can go to jparcode.com. They can go to jparcode.com and crack their code and get a report on what it means and how to interpret it. And we'll talk a little bit later. They can go to jparvault.com and get the enhanced package. We'll talk about that in a minute. But go to jparcode.com, crack your code, and get the report, and we'd love to get some feedback on that. So, And, okay. and Mark, Mark if, I'm sorry if I may, um, that's actually a report that you're giving your people for free because it's yes. a $97 report. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. That's a sweet deal. Yeah, so that's a nice gift. Let's talk about what you've learned. Uh, I mean, there's just so much we could talk about in terms of understanding uh, how success leaves clues and success patterns. You know, all of the folks in the audience that are listening to us today are CEOs of their own independent contractor business. You know, they set their own hours, they set their own uh, behaviors and actions and routines. What have you learned from being a serial entrepreneur in these success patterns and understanding bank code that have worked for you? Okay, I'll start out, Bang, that's a great question. I'll start out with what was the biggest pain that I didn't even know I had. When I started my school in 2004, I went through teachers. I have 13 staff members now, and I went from teacher to teacher, and I had a huge turnaround in teachers because, remember, I'm a high action, high blueprint, so everything had to go quick, and it had to be exactly my way. Well, what are teachers? Nurturers. They're nurturers. They're super nurturers. I didn't nurture them at all because I told them exactly what to do and you better do it like yesterday or else, right? So they were, they were, they were scared, S-less of right. me and I didn't even know, right? With, when I saw Bank, I saw that as the answer to my problem that I had because I didn't even know what I didn't know. I know that sounds so cliche and so, you know, kind of, uh, we've heard that over and over again, but I really didn't know how to, A, that I had that problem because I thought, why are they not doing it? Aren't we all the same? Aren't we all in the same boat with, you know, contributing to these children? And then I, thought, I, I learned about the bank methodology and how I can code my staff and actually then speak their language back. back. So... Um, in, in terms of the CEOs of, that you work with, of uh, the independent contractors, it's really not about you. It's about you being flexible and having choice so you can speak the code back of the people that you're mentoring, your, your clients, the people in your office, your administrative staff, whoever it is, if, 
it is up to you to communicate so it lands with them. You're the messenger, and the message has, has to land so the, the receiver is actually able to receive it. If they're not receiving it, they can't do squat, and then your team falls apart, or even worse, your deal falls apart. You have turnover, and, you have, so I call it the language of influence. You're speaking the language, uh, not in a manipulative way, but in a way that uh, gets the point across that, that they can understand your language. So for those that maybe are familiar with DISC, you know, the A, you know, you're a high D. The only time the staff hears a well done is when you order a steak, right? And once you understand that the staff you hired were all nurturers, they need to hear that contribution, that more warm and fuzzy, and that didn't come naturally to you, right? Right, yeah. Once you adapted, once you adapted, and once you started speaking their language, what happened? Oh my gosh, now I have staff members that have been with me for over a decade now, because that's when I realized, oh my goodness, I gotta change something, right? Now I have an incredible loyal staff, which then, in turn around, I have more loyal parents that are re-enrolling the, their children to my school because we go through middle school. Mm-hmm. So the re-enrollment conversation is an easier, a much easier conversation because they have nothing to worry about because we have a strong, loyal staff. Yeah. Not and, only probably the re-enrollment or the renewal, but also the referral of other, other parents is probably now naturally occurring. Yeah, because we, we all know it's harder to get new clients than to keep the existing clients and to get referrals from the existing clients. Yeah, so let's translate this back to real estate. I know one of our biggest uh, bank vault users is Megan Pelly. And, yeah. and Megan from the San Antonio office came to us and said, uh, once she learned about bank code and then she really got involved in the vault, jparvault.com, she got involved in the vault because she basically lost a client She's a very experienced agent uh, doing over 85 closings a year. So she's very experienced, very knowledgeable, uh, certainly not new in any stretch of the imagination. Uh, She basically got fired from a client because she was speaking her code. And once she learned to flip and to understand the code she needed to speak, um, you know, her success went even higher. Talk to us a little bit about how this applies Uh, not only into real estate, but any sales environment. Okay. And um, uh, there was something that just triggered my mind that you, that you mentioned with, with Megan. Yeah. So the, you mentioned that a lot of um, the people that you work with and that are listening here are high actions, high nurturers. Mm -hmm. A fun fact is they're both very emotional codes. Uh, blueprint and knowledge, not emotional codes. So when the, this code comes to this code, it's an immediate clash. So you now knowing that, it's the, the first part is really the knowing. It's you getting, you having enough respect to speak their code and not, and not um, want them to speak your code. For instance, let's just take Germany. I'm flying to Germany here in a few days. And if I would take you with me, Mark, um, you know, I would give you a few sentences to say to get around. Ein Bier bitte, eine Pretzel bitte, whatever it is, right? right. A, one, one beer, please, a pretzel, please. That's respect. 
when you go into a different country and you learn some of the ja, nein, please, thank you, ja, bitte, danke, whatever it is, you learn some of those preliminary words or sentences. You do that out of respect. This has nothing to do with manipulation and has everything to do with respect, being respectful towards your client, towards your staff, towards anyone that you have a sales conversation with. Mm-hmm. And that respect comes, A, with awareness. Okay, I need to learn that. I don't have that flexibility and choice yet. And B, the drive to actually go and learn it. So how does it apply to any sales conversation? I speak from a lot of stages, and I start out uh, a lot of my speaking gigs with how many of you are in sales, and I raise my hand, and you know sometimes half the room raises their hand, and I go, sorry, that was a trick question. You guys are all in sales because you're constantly selling your idea, your thought, your decision, something. You're, you're selling your kids on eating broccoli. Right. You're always in the sales conversation. So I get asked, you know, Brigitte, where would you use bank? Well, I use it everywhere and anywhere, and my children use it everywhere and anywhere, and everyone with a pulse needs to use bank to be more respectful. So whether and, it's a personal relationship, a business relationship, uh, any type of relationship, you're, you're using these skills to enhance and make that a relationship deeper, richer, uh, more effective for everyone. Absolutely. Relation, you know, if we can build relationships, may it be in real estate, may it be in a school, may it be anywhere else, we lost. We burn, we burn bridges, and then people are not coming back or are not referring us. Right. And, and we just published a, a, uh, a set of statistics from the NAR annual buyer and seller survey that said uh, the, the top three reasons that a consumer's search for an agent is one, their reputation, their uh, perception of trustworthiness and uh, honesty, and their social proof more or less their, their you know, referrals and social proof for those kind of things. And then their, their local market knowledge. So these skills are super, super important to, to the consumer uh, in selecting the agent as well. Now, if they yeah, want to learn did. more about this, they can go to jparkcode.com, jparkcode.com, and, and for free, you can crack your code and get a little report. And then if you want to learn more about the vault, uh, which is uh, a deeper dive, it's jparvault.com. We're going to tell them what they would learn if they went into the vault. Okay. So when you go into the vault and, and you learn more about the, the nurture, about the action, about the blueprint, and about the knowledge, it goes deep. As I said earlier, it's like learning a language. You're really good in one language. You're really good in your dominant code. And you probably don't even know what your dominant code is because you're so in it if you haven't done the, if you haven't cracked your code yet. But it's really getting on a deeper level, going through the introduction to bank, B-A-N-K stands for Blueprint Action Nurturing and Knowledge, B-A-N-K, going into the fundamentals of each of the, um, of each of the values, going into the speed coding. The speed coding is actually a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and it gives you, it takes you away from profiling, and it really gives you um, a clear overview of what to look for when you enter a room, say you, you meet a new client or you go into a networking event or you go and, and meet the mortgage 
uh, person, whatever it is, that you can start looking for clues and you can start then asking the correct questions to get an idea of are they BAN or K first and what their bank code is. You can, of course, bring your, your cards and crack, let them crack their code or send them to get their report. However, the speed coding really gives you the understanding of what are you listening for so you can speak it back. And then a level deeper is the power scripting. And the power scripting is you writing an email, say you have, um, you're writing an email campaign to uh, your, your entire um, email list. You want to write it in a rainbow. You want to write it in B-A-N-K and power scripting will teach you that. Um, very, very powerful. And uh, you can also then, you know, take and just write it in action. You can write an email campaign to all of your action people. Or if you're writing one email to one high action person, you want to make sure, especially if you're a knowledge, mm -hmm. that you are taking that card. There are 12 values on here. And you hit those values as you're writing that email. And why am I saying, you know, if you're a knowledge, definitely have that card in front of you. What turns a knowledge off turns an action on and vice versa. That's why you often have, um, you know, a husband and a wife and they're opposites. Like my husband, high, high knowledge. I'm high action. Through this work, uh, we have learned a lot about, about each other and how we can meet in the middle and not stand in our own little you know, corners and go and pout and go, you don't understand me. It's not about me understanding you right. understanding me. It's me understanding you. So Brianna, you know why this is so powerful and bank is so amazing and why I love it and why connected with sharing yourself is because it's easy to understand and it's not uh, complex. It, it, science is complex, but understanding it and applying it to me, you can apply it in 90 seconds or less. But none of this is new. It goes all the way back to Socrates, right? And Hippocrates. In the 80s, I remember we did, uh, they called it personality style awareness. And, you know, we did Myers-Briggs and we did DISC. And, you know, none of this is really, um, you know, new knowledge, correct? No, it's not new. And it's exactly the same, Mark. And I'm glad that you're saying that. It's exactly the same. And, and Sherry does this. It's exactly the same, only completely different. Right. And I hit on what the difference is a few times already. Myers-Briggs, DISC, they all have their place. And they, A, take a longer time to take the assessment. And it's not 90 seconds. It's more like, you know, a few minutes to, to hours. It could be minutes or hours. I've taken them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With the cards, it's quick. It's, it's within 90 seconds or less because you don't need that long to read the, the values and then, and then sort them. And DISC, Myers-Briggs, and the other assessments are about who am I? Understanding oneself. And that's great. You need to understand yourself in order to find your strengths and your weaknesses so you can actually improve your weaknesses, right? This tells me about you. And that's really what in sales, what in networking, what in business, a lot of people just fall completely fat, flat. Because it's all about me, me, me. No, it's not. It's about you. W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me, right? What's in it for you, exactly. That's the radio station we all listen to, W-I-I-F-M. Well, so yeah. this has been so fascinating uh, for us. And, you know, as, as we kind of wrap up this episode, 
what advice, what of all the things you've learned in the language of influence and success patterns in being a serial entrepreneur, is there one or two key things that you would share with the audience? Oh my, I have to narrow it down to one or two. You're asking an action. I know, I'm um, asking an action to be focused. <laughs> you know, I think um, the first thing that I really want to share with everyone is continue to learn. Have that, mm. have that drive, have that fire in your belly to want to continue to learn and make it better than yesterday. Not because you want to compare yourself to others, but because you want to compare yourself to yesterday. And um, when you can do that and you can continue to learn, you're going to do great. You're going to be more successful than you were yesterday. And, and it's you another, versus you, right? You versus you. It's, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, my, I'm my biggest competition. So what am I going to do today that's going to make me better tomorrow? And, and the bigger question also is, and that's my number two, is what are you doing today that's going to make a difference in 90 days out? Because <clears throat> people say all day long, I want to I hit my goal this month. Yeah, then the question is not what are you doing today? The question was what did you do 90 days ago? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I apologize. And that's so, so true in real estate because in real estate, we, we do have 90-day cycles. And what we're doing today is going to impact our business 90 days from now. So um, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that up. But what, what I'm hearing from you is that you've developed an amazing growth mindset. Now, some of the audience right here is struggling with a fixed mindset. And they can Google that if they need to learn more about the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. But did it come naturally to you to always be a growth mindset person, or did you have to learn and develop that? Um, I had to learn and develop that. Mm -hmm. um, and people are going to come to a point where they say enough. Mm. I was highly overweight, and that's when I said enough. And that's when I started getting into motion. And I work with people that say enough. And that's when I get them in motion. What a lot of people do when they're overwhelmed or they're anxious, they stop. And then they do zero. No, continue to go. If it's working out, continue. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. Do something. If you, can't, if you cannot spend an hour in the vault today, spend a half an hour. Spend 20 minutes. Continue to learn, read, read a book every day. I read every day. It's part of my, it's part of my growth mindset that I read at least uh, 10 pages every day. Just like I work out every day, just like I have my water that I'm drinking every day. It is something that you decide. It's a decision that it's you a make. Commitment. It's a and, commitment to oneself. And that didn't happen for you until you had a breakdown. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what we're trying to do is help people to say, hey, you don't have to get to a breakdown. You don't have to have this disaster. You don't have to be 75 pounds overweight or uh, broke and in foreclosure before you get serious about your business. You know what I call that? I call that learning from others' mistakes. It's so much easier to learn from others' mistakes than from your own. Trust me. I've been there. Yeah, which is the purpose of this series. And we're now on episode 66, 67, and each one of them shares something uh, that they've learned in the past. So 
I am so appreciative of you coming and joining us. Again, we want to encourage the audience to go to jparcode.com and get your report. Check that out. And jparvault.com if you want to take it further. And, of course, if you're part of the JPAR network, we have internal uh, training and webinars as we've partnered uh, with Brigida and, and the bank code system. Uh, so I'm just so honored that you took time to join us today and look forward to a long and prosperous partnership and safe travels to Germany. Thank oh, yeah. you. I can't do that. I'm, I'm not able to do the Spock thing. So now that, that's probably a fixed mindset. I'm sure I could learn. Um, the rubber bands that you can use, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll work on that. So thank you so much. And again, uh, we appreciate you. We're grateful for all you're doing to help us uh, improve our, our, our mindsets and our sales skills and everything that that does, that, that the ripple effect that that does to our families and our communities is, is pretty impactful. Yes, yeah, and it starts with a decision in oneself. Thank you for having me on, Mark. I really appreciate it. And anytime anyone has a question, I'd be more than happy to be of service to all of you. Great. And they can look you up on LinkedIn, and, and of course, this will be published on social. They'll be able to reach out as well. So again, appreciate it. Safe travels, and we'll talk soon. Thank you.